1: the weekly podcast of Bethel Christian Church. I'm Pastor William Farina.
0: Hi, this is Danielle Hodson. This week we are still in Proverbs chapter 10, and it's verses 25 and 26. But what I think we'll do is I'm going to read straight through 24 to 32, and then we'll back up and just zoom in on those two verses. But I ask that you, as you listen to these verses, this set, it's, again, like we talked about last week, this comparison. Uh, The author of Proverbs, Solomon, really would put these two ideas together. And it's called antithesis. It's a thing that is used in literature to communicate something where you have one idea up against the other to prove a point so that you see the contrast, so that you see the comparison. I could tell you something about the way that wise people live and just leave it at that. But if I tell you something about wise people and foolish people, then we see the big difference between the two, and it helps us think about it differently.
1: Right, and last week in the early part of chapter 10, we looked at the comparison or contrast between a wise person and a foolish person. Now, later in the same chapter, he talks about a contrast and a comparison between a righteous and the wicked. Now, we'll help define that and and clarify that. But notice in the same chapter, and he links, or these two ideas overlap. Mm -hmm. Now, they're different ideas, wise and foolish, righteous and wicked, Mm -hmm. but they do overlap. And as you read through the verses, let people notice the comparisons, and then we'll try to go back and define it, and then see if we can't glean some wisdom from this.
0: Let's define it first, because I think sometimes we tend to dismiss because we think, well, I'm not that bad or really like even if we have sin that we struggle with we're like well that person is wicked because that sin is worse
1: right if someone hears the word righteous they immediately think of this saintly pious
0: right thing that missionary pastor not me not
1: me and then they'll or they'll think of wicked as being awful terrible bad really bad people not me either and so we don't see ourselves in that and we need to realize that that's not what the Bible's talking about. He's talking about a righteous person. He's talking about it both positionally and mm-hmm. practically. What do we mean by that? Well, positionally, if we are a God-fearing person, if we have committed our life to Jesus Christ and we are now declared righteous by the blood of Jesus Christ, we are then righteous. Doesn't mean we do everything right all the time or that mm-hmm. we're some pious, saintly person that never messes up or never does wrong. However, we are not only declared righteous by the Lord, but then we are then actively and practically pursuing righteous or right behavior and godly character. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, a wicked person, not this awful terror, it's a person who is just doesn't have God in their life, Mm -hmm. doesn't have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ, and they are not positionally righteous in God. Mm they are unrighteous in God and they are actively and whether intentionally or just by default are doing the wrong things or doing doing things selfishly or doing things that are not godly Mm -hmm. and not pursuing godly character. So that's the difference. Because we can all find ourselves in both of these comparisons and that's the idea. Gaining wisdom so that we move our life toward wisdom, not foolishness, and toward righteous character and, and behavior, and not wicked.
0: Well, and I think, too, let's even dig in a little bit more on that thought. I think that technically, you know, the wicked could be even people that aren't really doing bad things, but they're not pursuing righteousness. They're just living selfishly, living their life, and just making choices out of what feels good or what society says or or what they think is best and in that, like, righteousness is not something that just happens accidentally. It's a choice that we intentionally pursue. And I think even as Christians, right, we can not pursue righteousness. We can just sort of live our
1: yes, lives. Yes. And again, we need to be really careful that we don't look at this as someone else. Yeah. we got to look at this in our life and know that the wisdom of Proverbs and the wisdom of God's word is trying to steer us toward, because we can, we all have the potential to do righteous or do wicked. We all have the potential to be wise and foolish. Mm -hmm. So we need to allow the wisdom of God to steer us Mm -hmm. to these paths of wisdom and righteousness, as opposed to foolishness and wickedness, because those are the things that will bring about the results that will be, that we want or don't want in our life.
0: Yeah. And I think like wicked actions are not just like, I'm murdering I'm getting drunk right it could just be like to rich. him that
1: knows to do good and doesn't do it right. to him that's sin that's wicked right you you could know that I should go out there and help my neighbor shovel that those mm-hmm. inches of snow, but I'm gonna selfishly just go in now and and right. get warm you know that 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 that's not a we wouldn't consider that a wicked thing you'd see on the news right. but that's something that we, a righteous person might say. Well, look, I still have the strength. I have the energy. Let me go help them. So again, that's just a yeah. basic illustration. But the point is, is that yes, we need to not think of things in the extremes. Think of mm-hmm. them in the very practical. So when the Bible uses those terms, but again, as you read through these verses, notice the contrast, and and hopefully we can we can see that.
0: Okay, so I'm going to start at verse 24. Yeah, like Pastor said, pay attention to the contrast of the two and see. What the wicked dreads will come upon him, but the desire of the righteous will be granted. When the tempest or the storm passes, the wicked is no more, but the righteous is established forever. Like vinegar to the teeth and smoke to the eyes, so is the sluggard or the lazy person to those who send him. The fear of the Lord prolongs life, but the years of the wicked will be short. The hope of the righteous brings joy, but the expectation of the wicked will perish. The way of the Lord is a stronghold to the blameless, but the but the destruction to evildoers. The righteous will never be removed, but the wicked will not dwell in the land. The mouth of the righteous will bring forth wisdom, but the perverse tongue will be cut off. The lips of the righteous know what is acceptable, but the mouth of the wicked what is perverse.
1: You see how he goes back and forth mm-hmm. between righteous and wicked. Yeah. And let's just quickly run through them. Verse 24, the wicked, their fears or what they dread... Will overtake them while the righteous, their desires will be granted to them. Verse 25, we'll come back to because that's one of our key verses. Verse 27, the wicked, their years will be cut short. Verse 27, the length of life will be extended. Again, let me just insert here, as you brought up wisely a couple of times in the past, that these are, remember, general statements. Mm -hmm. Not every wicked person will die young, and not every, quote, righteous person will live a long life. Generally speaking, again, that's a general Mm -hmm. truth, and and we got to be careful that we don't take Proverbs that way, because it is poetry, it is symbolism, but it's giving a general truth of wisdom. That's one example of that. Verse 28, hope... The hope of the wicked comes to nothing, while the prospects of the righteous turns to joy. Verse verse 29, the wicked will come to ruin, the righteous will find refuge. Again, that's generally speaking. Verse 30, the wicked will not remain, while the righteous will never be uprooted. Verse 31 uh, and 32, it's about the tongue and the mouth of the wicked will be perverse and silenced, while the mouth and the lips of the righteous will be the fruit of wisdom and they'll find favor. So there's some of the contrast and again those are generally speaking. Some people will say, "Well, I know wicked people who God is blessing and right. I know and I know people who are righteous and they're suffering and and look, we understand that that is a reality and a dynamic, but generally speaking, we still the Bible or the wisdom of this is we should still want to be righteous and wise, not foolish and wicked, even though there are exceptions.
0: Right. Just because
1: there are exceptions, right we should still want the higher standard of wisdom and righteous.
0: Right, right. So let's back up and then just focus in on 25 uh, and then 26. When the tempest passes, the wicked is no more, but the righteous is established forever. I looked it up in the New Living Translation. It says, when the storms of life come, the wicked are whirled away, but the godly have a lasting foundation. And I just, I thought that that was really clear. And what that really shows us is that, the righteous, or the godly, or the or the wise, and I think they're not the same. Like they're not synonyms. But I think if you're wise, you're pursuing righteousness, and if you're pursuing righteousness, you're going to be growing in wisdom. Um, so they're related and connected. But that when the storms of life come in, everybody
1: everybody faces right, storms. Everybody
0: has storms. Like, everybody
1: has problems. When yes. it talks about storms, it's talking about matter of fact. The rain falls on the just and right. the unjust. We all have problems. Righteous and wicked people all face storms. Right. All have problems. All have pains. All go through loss. Right. Uh, have have to deal with tough things in life. Everybody right. does that. So we're no one's exempt. So don't. So let's not get the idea that the righteous person or those who are Christians and godly fearing people they're automatically exempt. Not true. Everybody face storms. And so the question is. The righteous and the wise mm-hmm. respond differently, live differently, pursue different things, lay a, a different foundation, and build their life differently because that will help them in the storm as opposed to those who are not.
0: Right. And it's it's that the godly or the righteous or the wise have built this foundation that is Christ. He is our foundation. And so the first step of that foundation is it's not anything that we have done initially other than respond to put our faith in the gospel. And then the, we build on that foundation to strengthen it in our lives. Of so choosing. the first step
1: to righteous yeah. and the first step to wisdom is being Christ-like because Christ is wisdom. Right. Christ is righteousness. So if we bring Christ into our life, we take the first step to being righteous and wise. Doesn't mean we'll always do the right thing and we'll always be wise, but that's the first step. And then as we pursue Christ with the rest of our life and pursue his behavior, his Christ-like principles, his Christ-like behavior, if we pursue wise and righteous uh, things of Christ, then we will be moving in the direction of a strong foundation and those other good results will come to our life more generally speaking than those who don't.
0: Right. And that foundation is what helps us endure the storm. And that's
1: what verse 25 is all about, the foundation.
0: Right. And it makes me think of Matthew 7 with the wise and the foolish builders about how the wise man built his house on the rock. The parable
1: that that Jesus taught. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. The wise man built his house on the rock and the foolish man built his house on the sand and the storms came and and the waters rose and the rain came and one of the foundation's was washed away right Proverbs ten verse twenty five. It says the wicked are whirled away, but the righteous could stand firm. And it's not like let's I think it's important that we it's yes, it's our choice and the choices that we make, but it's first that foundation is Christ. So it's not like if I'm just good enough or if I try hard enough to be righteous, that that's not, our foundation is not in our own righteousness. It's in Christ. And then we build on him with our choices in following Christ. Hebrews 6, 19 says that hope is an anchor for our soul, that the gospel is an anchor for us when the storms come.
1: Yeah, the choice is in what material we're going to use to build our foundation. Mm-hmm. Are we going to use the material of the righteous path and the wise path or the foolish path and the wicked path. And whichever foundation we choose to pursue and to model our life on and to build our life on, again, doesn't mean we master it, but that we pursue that and build it. Whichever foundation we do will determine the outcome. And ultimately, ultimate outcome is eternity in -hmm. heaven or hell Mm -hmm. and the eternity of where we will spend eternity. So, the key is all about foundation and I, I i love that because you know in a practical sense anybody who's ever built a house or anybody mm-hmm. knows anything about homes if if the foundation has got to be strong and that's the first thing that's right. laid right. the foundation is base and that's key if the foundation is done first then everything else can be built around right. it and
0: if you have a crack in your window you can fix that if you have a crack in your foundation
1: you have trouble. <laughs> right. Ma- matter of fact, I, I, I we were talking before. One of the funniest movies I've ever seen, and it's probably an old movie. It's dating me <laughs> a little bit, uh, is called The Money Pit. Yes. And the, the in the Money Pit, the the story is about this couple that buys this home, and everything is wrong with it. Yeah. It looked good on the outside, but everything fell apart. The so floors caved <laughs> in. The yeah. the ceiling crashed. Every, every. I mean, it it just it was a disaster. Everything went wrong. And then over time, eventually the house is, is finished mm-hmm. and the contractor gives them the key and they walk in and they see this beautifully renovated home and they just are amazed and they say, wow, we never thought this home could ever look like this. And the contractor in the movie says this, and I quote, I, it, it spoke to me when I heard it and I have revisited it. It speaks to me and I believe it's true. The contractor says to the couple, he says, if the foundation is good everything else can be fixed. Mm -hmm. And boy, if that isn't a statement of wisdom from Proverbs, from this passage in verse 25, and it is for our lives today, is that if the foundation is good and right and strong and wise, everything else in our life can be fixed. And that's what this proverb Mm -hmm. is about. Lay your foundation on a relationship with Jesus Christ. Build your life on the principles of the Word of God. Pursue wisdom and righteousness and right behavior and right character as opposed to foolish and things that will lead to a a destructive or godless way. If we'll lay that foundation in our life, even when we face a storm or even when we face bad things, anything can be fixed and resolved. There will be always hope. There will always be an answer. There will always be help. There will always be a good outcome in the ultimate picture of life, even though things are bad, it will work out for good because the foundation is strong and good. And that's what this is about.
0: Right. And if you're listening, you're thinking, gosh, I don't, I really didn't build that kind of a foundation that you're talking about. Like it's that even can still be okay. The Lord says that he makes all things new and that nothing is impossible with him. And so if you're feeling like, gosh, I messed up earlier in my life or even right now, I've been building a foundation that's, that's more on the sand. It's been a little foolish or I've wasted years or months or whatever. Like he is the great redeemer. That is why he came to save us. So even be encouraged in that. He can repair anything. Yes,
1: redemption and salvation is all about rescuing and repairing foundations. Yeah. And that's the key. And if you've never built your life and you're listening to this and you say, well, I don't have a strong foundation. I don't have a spiritual foundation. I don't have a foundation that's based on a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. I haven't laid a spiritual foundation in my life. Then today is the day of salvation. Mm-hmm. Just open your heart, invite Christ in your life. Say, Lord, from this day on, I want to lay a strong foundation. I want to begin to build my life on the principles of the word of God and on the character of Christ-likeness. And if I pursue that, I'm wise and I'm doing what's right. I will then build a house that will be strong and a life that will be strong. And if you have done that and you feel like you've gotten away from the house and you've maybe there's been a crack in the foundation, God is here to repair, to forgive, to restore, and to rebuild our lives. So let's rededicate our lives to that. And for those who've never done that, open your heart to Christ as we pray.
0: That's good. Lord, we come to you and we thank you that you are the great builder. You are a great shepherd and the restorer of all things. And so I pray that in all of our lives that you will strengthen our foundations, that we will put our hope in you, that we will fix our eyes on you, and that you will restore things that... we've messed up, that we've failed to do, that other people have messed up, but that you will remind us that you are a great foundation. And I thank you that you can hold us secure, that you are our anchor in the storm. And we thank you that you are that God that never fails, that never stops loving us, that is always faithful to us, and that and that you're for us. And we thank you for that. We thank you for this truth in the word of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. For more information, visit us at bethelchristian-mi.org or find us on social media. To stay updated on upcoming episodes, please consider subscribing to the podcast. We pray you will be empowered to live, learn, love, and lead in the power and love of Christ.